This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy of Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jorgensen, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who needs to fly, so don't you ground him, your host. <laughs> this is Robert Bob Duvet. I'm actually podcasting to you from inside Demi Moore and Aston Kutcher's Twitter feed. What? Or I'm in San Francisco. Okay, all right. How did you manage to land such an exclusive uh, spot there? Well, those two are everywhere. They're everywhere on Twitter. Have you heard the latest and greatest with these two? It might be uh, over. No, I don't follow either of them on Twitter, so you'll have to tell me and all of our audience, I'm sure. Well, okay, so as you know, Demi Moore, Aston Kutcher, famously married together. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and they're kind of like the classic example of a, a May. De- uh, is it May December? Is it May December relationship? Maybe they're only a May to September relationship because apparently there's been somebody that came forward saying that they've had a fling or an affair with Aston. And uh, in the post last night, they ran a story saying that the the two of them are getting a divorce. So it appears to be over. Cougars everywhere are are saddened by this news. Oh no, that is that makes me sad. Yeah, no, I thought they they would stand the test of time. Yeah, they looked like a real magic Hollywood couple that was really, um, I, I can't even, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's probably going through menopause, and I think that uh, that's probably tough on Aston, who, who's you know, considerably younger. Aston, like with an A-S-S, because that guy probably gets so much ass thrown at him in the course of a fucking minute compared to you and I. <laughs> yeah, wow. What about you, listener? <laughs> <laughs> give us a call or send us an email to let us know what duvet said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much or you can follow us on twitter rob's uh, at at bob duvet at sign bob duvet you don't need to follow me but if you want to you can i don't tweet very much uh find us on facebook oh. facebook numbers rising terribly exciting oh. Uh, big push, big push this week, Facebook numbers. So search for us at What Duvet Said on your search engine if you're not already following us. And you can give us a phone call at the phone number that Rob's going to give you right now. That's 415 435 I couldn't do my sexy voice because Jason made me laugh. 415-937-0445. And I just want to throw this in there. Why not follow Jason? He's at Duplissy, D-U-P-L-I-S-S-E-A, on Twitter. That's at Duplissy, D-U-P-L-I-S-S-E-A. All right. Well, if you want to. You know what I was thinking, actually, uh, this morning? They want to, man. They love you. You know what I was thinking, actually, this morning? I don't know know if you're watching the new Survivor, which we might get into later. I have been. Save it. But go but ahead. I've, I've never been the type of person who gets called by just his last name, except for ah. one person I know calls me by just my last name. Who's that? Uh, our lawyer friend. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. yes. From Sluggo, Sluggo, and Sluggo? Yes, exactly. That's funny. Did you guys play football together or something? No, no, we didn't. 
But, you know, there's a fella on The New Survivor who insisted on being called by his last name only. And yeah. I, I, I yeah. can never pull that off because people can people never can understand my last name when I say it to them, let alone... How do you say it to name. them? I mean, how, how would you correct somebody? I walk up to you on the street and I say, oh, nice to meet you. You say, hey, Jason Duplissy. And I say... Um, I generally don't correct people. What usually happens is people will say, how do you pronounce your last name? And I'll say... Well, I pronounce it Duplissy. That's that's what I do, and that uh-huh. generally, believe it or not, gets a chuckle because I'm, that's funny because it sounds like pussy. <laughs> I'm emphasizing this the way I pronounce it, as opposed to the way I hear it pronounced many other ways. Well, they, a lot of people are pronounce it Duplissia. They want to pronounce it Duplissia, or they want to pronounce it Duplissy, or Duplissy, or Duplissy, like. Something like that. Uh-huh. Um, yes. But of Making course, it the, sound more French. Yeah, to make it sound more French. But the main thing that I get, and I've told you this uh, several times, is that uh, not the main thing, but the 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 greatest misheard usage of my name was that someone thought I said I was chasing the pussy. <laughs> uh, I used to get Rob Celery a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. do pissy, do pussy. That and fucko. Yeah, I can see that one at least. That one's at least apt. <laughs> hey jace hey rob you got any guests this week uh no i do not have any guests this week here here's a little just a little inside information you can invite whoever you want to be on our show because they don't always show up oh <laughs> oh okay uh well, but we I'll... do have guests today and i'm very oh. excited and they may or may not be here by the green wall all right let me hear about it Stud. All right. Well, this is, I mean, this is a get of all gets from CBS's hit show, Dancing with the Stars. And this, this guest recently set the blogosphere, the blogosphere, the blogosphere abuzz. We have Nancy Grace's right nipple. I can't believe the nipple already has an agent, but we have Nancy Grace's right nipple standing by the green wall right now, confirming with Renfro and Reba. Wow, that's exciting. Could you let Nancy Grace know maybe she should go to ABC for <laughs> Dancing with the Stars? Oh, is it ABC? <laughs> Damn those letters. <laughs> well, it's exciting to see her there. Is, is, has she been in the news? The nipple, that is? The nipple has been. You didn't know. You didn't know about this. I don't. I only know things that I... I you find interesting specifically <laughs> there you go that's the best way of putting it <laughs> i thought you read them magazine man it's been all over them magazine it was on the front page we had an exclusive with the nipple was there a nip slip is that what you're telling me yes i was hoping you would say that that's one of my favorite uh pornographic genres is the nip slip really i would have pegged you more for an ass play kind of genre. <laughs> come on this is a family show I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and uh, uh-huh. we were talking about the one of the people I work for, uh, uh, and when I do my daily scramble working for things, is one of these people where you say, oh, God, like, I'll go, oh, man, I'm so tired. And she'll say, you're tired. I've been up since five in the morning, right? No matter what mm-hmm. you say, there's like, she's always got something that's, in, you know, more, oh, yeah, well, I... You know, uh huh. And like, we can never understand like why she would say such a thing. So we were deciding, like, well, what do you say when someone says that? So we've decided that we'll just go ass to mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. I like that ass to mouth. Yeah, we're hoping because she's uh she she oftentimes tries to adopt the hip lingo and use it in sessions and things like that. We're hoping that uh-huh. we say it enough and she'll be like <laughs> ass to mouth. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That would be classic. Well, I will do my best to uh, perpetrate that on to the English language. So t- tell me about the Nancy Grace nip slip. Okay. So she, as you may or may not know, and I'm guessing you don't, <laughs> she's on Dancing with the Stars this season. Mm-hmm. And she did a dance recently. Um, and, you know, whatever. I forget which one it was. The tang- We'll call it the tango. So she was doing the tango. And at the end, there's a very... Uh, Big dip. The guy dips her and she arches her back. And in the process of doing so, and apparent, this is the other thing I didn't know. Nancy Grace has huge bazooms. Oh, I had no idea. 
Yeah, I mean, because I always see her just looking mean, like an angry owl yelling at me about some sort of, you know, <laughs> terrible injustice or top mom or whatever. Well, when you stuff her into these dresses, all of a sudden she's busting out everywhere. So the guy dips her, and in the course of the dipping, her right breast, like the nipple popped out. And so then they spin her around and they go, I forget who the host is, but Tom Bergen, is that his name? Bergeron or something? Yes, Tom Bergeron. They... Yeah, so they they go to uh, spin around after they hug each other and, you know, a great dance, and they go to, to face the judges, and it's clear. All of a sudden, there's all kinds of blacking out going on by the network, and Tom kind of gives her the, the, the point to, like, you know, it's out. Something's looking at me, and so she kind of tucks it in. But uh, that wasn't before it leaked out, and so if you go onto the internet and Google search Nancy Grace's nipple – um, not only will this show come up, but, uh, you might even get a glimpse of it. And, uh, I'm sure it's not nearly as impressive as, uh, all the time we're devoting to it, but we'll talk to the nipple and see what it has to say. All right. Excellent. Any other guests? We do. We have another, you know, we're big on Pan Am here. We're bullish on Pan Am here at what do said? The new, uh, network television program, Pam Am. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Not the, the defunct airway. Um, so from ABC's, is it ABC? <laughs> now I'm all paranoid. Uh, sure. <laughs> from ABC's Pan Am, we have smoking. <laughs> wow. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really exciting. Smoking appears everywhere in the pilot. I don't know if you noticed that. I think that's the one through line all these shows are probably using to connect to Mad Men. Um, is is the is having smoking on their show? So smoking probably is agents getting phone calls left and right. Yeah, right on. I I did notice. It's good that to know in, smoking's having a resurgence. I think that would be exciting. I think that would be exciting for all of us to to have smoking happen again and to be able to sit in an airplane and have someone bring you a <laughs> glass ashtray to flick your uh, ashes into. I think that's just what we or all to need. Throw at the kid in front of you that keeps pushing on the back of your chair. Well, yeah, exactly. The you and I are uh uh let's say you know, aged enough to aged. remember a time when smoking was still uh ubiquitous. It was all over the I place. I do. Um I remember pervasive. when I used to push the magazine cart in addition to giving you the glass ashtray. Right. That's pretty pretty smooth. But do you remember, Rob, when I clearly remember because I was playing in a rock and roll band at the time. I remember mm-hmm. playing at a club and standing up on stage and, and playing our show and looking out into this club for the first time once smoking had been banned indoors in Los Angeles and just uh-huh. realizing how small the club was. <laughs> so smoking made the club appear much bigger because you couldn't see the back wall. Yeah, exactly. It's like the smog in L.A. that that obliterates the mountains. You just don't you think it's so much more expansive. And then it's a clear day and you go, whoa, there's a mountain right there. Standing <laughs> in the club up on stage, you could only see a few feet in front of you because there was this haze, this cloud covering up the whole club. I can remember being on stage and smoking and playing playing the show, uh, which yeah. to me was just like what, what made rock and roll the greatest job in the world was that you could basically do – all the wonderful – well, that's probably why Mad Men is so successful. It's back in a day when you could smoke and drink and do your job. Yeah, yeah. I, the thing I remember most about playing guitar with a cigarette in my mouth was how much my eyes stung from the smoke <laughs> yeah, going right. up. Yeah, it was like mouth. a learned thing. It was hard to look as cool as Keith Richards when you're like tearing up and like making <laughs> all these faces. Right, yeah. You know what is cool though, Rob? What's that? We – this show and our sister show, What Duvet Said About Music, can win a podcasting award. Did you know that? We could be award-winning and internationally recognized? That's correct. By this, whatever this thing is, the podcasting awards. And we are nothing but someone who needs to phrase out the phrase nothing but. Maybe we can get to that yes. in the latest segment of the show. But we Absolutely. are so on the ball with the What Duvet Said show here that we want all of our fans to go and vote for us on the podcasting awards. Unfortunately, though, it, the voting closes on September 30th. So you got to do it today. Ah. Got to do it today. Today. 
Get out there and do it today. What you do is you go to www.podcastingawards.com. There's two lists of columns there of different categories of show. We would like this show that you're listening to right now, The Tank, what Duvet said, parentheses, mm. The Tank, to be nominated I love this show. in the I know you do, Rob. In the best produced category. We know it's pretty funny. It'd be a pretty good comedy, but we think we have a pretty good shot at best produced because we think yeah. people's hubris will get the best of them and lots of people will try to win the Exactly. Best You're category. so smart. That's right. I am smart. So go out there, vote for the tank there in Best Produced, and then scroll on down the page to find, I believe it's called Pod Safe Music. I think that's the category yes. there. And say, Which my what... show is not, but whatever. Yeah, well, it's still, it's, it's, it's specifically explicit, it says right there. And there's a lot more going on in your music show than just music. There's interviews, there's commentary, Absolutely. there's insight, there's, there's that irrepressible Bob Duvet charm. <laughs> vote for that charm. What Duvet said about music in the Podsafe music category. And then we also encourage you to fill out a couple more categories just because it says on the bottom it's a waste if you just vote for one show. So totally. if you feel like uh, spreading the love around, you can vote for our friends at the Succotash Show for Best Comedy or perhaps the S&M Absolutely. Rants. Absolutely. S&M Rants, which we were guests on a couple weeks ago. We were very good friends with them up in Toronto. Uh, the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour is a great one for No, the, they're not from Toronto. Not. You've from, just pissed off Canada. They're from Vancouver. Yeah, Toronto, Vancouver. They're right next door to each other. <laughs> um, hey, vote for Chill Pack, too. We love them. Yeah, I just said that. Chill Pack, when you rudely interrupted oh, me did. by pointing out Toronto is not Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> and um, How rude of me. Yeah, anyway, go check it out. We encourage you to do it from your home computer and also do it from your cell phone because that'll count as two separate votes because it'll be from two yes. separate locations. That's the sneaky Good thinking. Move. We'll remind I you have later. Renfro and, and Reba and Nancy Grace's nipple right now voting. Smoking, for some reason, is not into it. Wow. Well, he's elusive, that smoking. Jace, I love the fact that we are getting people to vote for us on an award show where the voting ends before they'll hear us ask them to vote for us. Yeah. I think we do nice work with that. We do. We are nothing if not on top of it. But if they followed us on Facebook, they would have heard about it already, and they've probably hung yeah. out and do it. So if you want to keep up to date with all things what Duvet said, uh, including what may be a new picture of the two of us together, Rob, very exciting, Ooh. might be coming up to the Facebook page. I know, I know. Really? For collectors, it's a it's a big it's a big deal. Um, a collector's edition. A collector's edition photo of the two of us. Uh, I think that's all the news I have. We have what duvet related. What about any news in the news? I can't stop myself. It's been two weeks since I did. Wow, it's good to be back in the news. Yeah, you've been. It's been two full weeks. We we weren't prepared for two weeks, but that's what happened. No, no, no. We're September. busy men. Sometimes no. our busyness gets in the way of delivering you the quality entertainment you've come to expect. Amen. But not anymore. All right, let's lead us off. Okay. Here it goes. This one for the title alone gets in headline the hollowed news segment. Beware of the uniboob. Oh, no, it's all about boobs this week. Boobs and nipples. What is a uniboob? Oh, I love it when the theme emerges. Um, yeah, this is – there was a, apparently a plastic surgery procedure. A woman went in to get her breasts redone. She had already had them done, and this was one of those ones they have to go in and kind of you know, swap out, I guess, the, the uh, silicone or whatever they put in boobs these days. I like them all natural for the record. But at any rate, when the woman awoke, not only did the surgeon decide to give her a little nip and tuck eyelid thing, I guess free of charge or he just felt the need, but she, her boobs, and they show a picture of it, are so close together that they've kind of merged so that it's like she's a little dip in the valley, but they're connected. So it's like one boob. Oh, no. Yeah. It's kind of terrible, actually. I mean, wouldn't you be horrified? Well, first of all, I would be horrified if uh, the plastic surgeon I selected decided to give me like, you know, what, like a Brazilian ass or something while I was under the knife. Right. While you're here, your face is ugly. <laughs> yeah, right? He must have just been really bothering him. Maybe that's why he screwed up on the boobs, because he couldn't get over the fact that her face was so fucked up. 
Yeah, he was like trying to do something on the boobs and he just kept, his eyes were just drawn to her face like a dead raccoon on the road. So he's just like, <laughs> I, I have to fix this. I can't concentrate on this boob job until I fix that. And by then it was too late. a plastic surgeon with impulse control. Yeah, seriously. Well, so, but uh, I, I, I'm not, so are they just pressed together that the cleavage, like there's just no room between the two breasts now yeah, they're act they actually the picture actually looks like you know imagine two mountains and then like a little dip in the valley there's no the no clear demarcation no dmz between the right and the left one it's just kind of a little gentle slope into the next one hmm so they're calling know. it the uniboob hmm and wh and why do we need to be aware of it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right? That's maybe the bigger question. I don't know. Look it, out for it, though. It's coming at you. I know. Is it typing manifestos? Is it sending it into the Times? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. The uniboob. What if you found a uniboob in a suspicious package? <laughs> what if you were, like, you know, driving down the street and you're passing the bus stop and you saw the uniboob with a hooded shirt and big sunglasses? <laughs> Oh no, the uniboob. Say, is that anonymous? <laughs> no, no, that's just the uniboob. Wasn't I supposed to be aware of that uniboob? <laughs> it sounds like if you put a cape on uniboob, you would have the ultimate superhero. Yeah, totally, coming to your rescue. Help wow. me, uniboob. Speaking of... <laughs> uh, just fun to say uniboob, isn't it? It is fun. So, I'm sorry, I'm eating a banana. At the um, with the uniboob, would you say that is a or not mm. a? I am gonna say this is not a. Really? Why would you? Why would you peg it as that? Not. because well, I, I think with any procedure, you're taking a risk, and of all the possible outcomes, this would be one of them. Well, I would say that of all the possible outcomes, this would be one of them if this has happened before. This seems to be an anomaly. What size did she increase her bust to, does it say? Uh, let me see. That's a good question. The devil is in the details. Yeah, because if she's you know put in a 48 triple W, then there's no place else for those breasts to go. Is, is triple exactly. W a size? That's a lot of letters. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of letters. You know, that doesn't specify the size. Hmm. It, it just said when she awoke, um, her breasts had conjoined. As always, this is the sort of thing that I, I, I can't believe makes news. Who said that? I guess she must have told the papers that this happened. Yeah. Or somebody she offered them up for photos. Yeah. Or somebody was... Uh... You know, driving down the street and saw her at a bus stop and said, Hey, lady, what's up with your boobs? <laughs> and that person just happened to be a photographer. Yeah, just happened to be a photographer. And was just like, at least your face looks good. <laughs> well, let's go in another story. This is not in other news, but this is just another news story. I understand. I feel like we've milked the teat of the uniboob for all it was worth. Yeah, it might have gone on a little too long. So moving on. Um, this is related to uh, our guest that we have by the green wall. And it says here CBS Television Studios where um, Dancing with the Stars is hosted. Yeah, well, I would believe that. Or, or, they do uh, American Idol at CBS. There's CBS Hollywood and there's CBS Radford. They, they use the studios, but the actual oh, network that it airs on. I okay okay gotcha duly noted yeah. um yeah there was a white powder was sent to the dancing with the stars studio you know that that's interesting i have tell me this story and then i have a a a, a corollary okay whatever corollary. i will read this to you it says authorities responded wednesday to cbs television studios in the fairfax Fairfax District, okay. after a white powdery substance was found in a letter addressed to Dancing with the Stars, one of the shows filmed there. And then it goes, yada, 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 it wasn't anything. Dear Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Signed, Love, White Powder. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So what? So that's the that's the essence of the story. It turned out to be nothing. Um, and yes, and it's it's in the L.A. Times. <laughs> there's I I. I don't know if you have this up in your San Francisco area, but there's an artist, and I use the term loosely, there's an artist here <laughs> in L.A. whose shtick is throwing stuff over telephone wires. Like, you you know, you see tennis shoes tossed over a telephone yeah. wire? There's yes. somebody here who does that and throws things over telephone wires and all over town. And I can never... He's a terrible artist because all it does is make me wonder what what is that? Why is that there? Uh, last year there there were arrows, and it would be a, a headshot of a celebrity, like an arrow pointed up, a shape of an arrow, like mm-hmm. cardboard with the shape with a celebrity on it, and it would be like George Clooney's face, and it would say Clooney above, written below it. That's stupid. Well, and it would just be, you know, Gwyneth above, Gwyneth Paltrow or whatever, and it would be all over town. Uh-huh. So the, the, this year, or the most recent one that they've been doing, this person has been doing, he's been tossing ruby red slippers, like Dorothy's slippers from The Wizard of Oz, uh-huh. over telephone poles with a cardboard trophy hanging down from it. And That makes no sense to me. They're all over town. And, it, it, you know, it's not like I look at it and I Google ruby red slippers because thousands and thousands and thousands of entries will come up i've never done it but what am i supposed to yeah. get out of that right so what can la afford a banksy well <laughs> banksy's done a couple things in la this guy's trying to be some urban artist so the, uh, last week up and down beachwood which is the main drag that i drive up and down to get to my house nailed to okay. telephone poles with uh, were these enormous bags of white powder, and it said, "Oh, really? Yeah, it said on it. Uh, oh, what did it say? Oh, it said this Hollywood life. And instead of eyes, it had the little trophies. This so huh. the trophy. Same guy. Yeah, same guy. The little trophies that are hanging from the uh, telephone wire ruby slippers. So enormous." bags of white powder nailed to telephone poles and i walked my dog in the morning i saw one i went oh god how stupid is that (laughs) please and i almost tore it down but it was a little too high up so i was like forget it whatever i don't care but then when i walked her later in the day it had already been torn down someone else went this is stupid and tore it down and i uh uh told a friend of mine about this i was sending an email back and forth he lives up in uh washington we play backgammon online and we you can text while you're playing the game in between your moves and i told him oh my god this happened he wrote back and said wow if bags of white powder had been found up here in watch it would be all over the news like there would be squad cars and everything and i was just like yeah here (laughs) you know those could have been enormous bags of anthrax and nobody cared nobody cared it's like oh please tear this thing down what what idiot what jackass did this you know I'm sure somebody was brave enough to snort it to find out if it was not anthrax. <laughs> this Hollywood life. It did, that's why it just surprises me. I guess it's a little different getting a, a letter in the mail with white powder in it. That's a little more ominous. Imagine if you got a suspicious package and inside was a uniboob and then it was covered in white powder. Um, okay, let me imagine like that. A, a news trifecta. <laughs> You can actually throw a uniboob over a wire. I don't know if you can do that because what would it's not like if there's two boobs, the cleavage would would keep it balanced there, but just a single boob, it would just roll off, wouldn't it? Yeah, good point. Uh, That's a great visual. So I'm actually a little. I'm going to call it that. This is a that anybody reported or cared about white powder showing up in Los Angeles. That this you is know, if you keep reporting on white powder when it shows up at various places, the terrorists win. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Boo. Boo, yeah. terrorists. Boo. Boo. Let's, this, is, this, is a new, this is a new segment in the news I want to try out with you, Jace. Okay. All right, so it. it's been a while since we've segmented the already segmented news segment. Yes. So here it is. It's called Putting the You in the News. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Great. 
Let me hear it. How do we do this together? I'm hoping we can do this together. I didn't look at it. Uh, ooh, I may not. Oh, here we go. We can do this together. So there's a new app apparently to hit the Android it. market, and it's called Is My Son Gay app. Okay. All right. So in, in 20 questions of the yes or no variety, mm-hmm. you can uh, find out if your son is gay. So let's find out if you're gay, Jace. Okay. I'm on it. I'm ready. All right. Ready? Let's do it. All right. Here's well, question wait, number one. Uh, hold on. Before we do that, oh. obviously, we need to you have, have music the... for this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this. There you go. Is Jace gay music? Yeah. Oh, this is classic. Okay, are you ready for the questions? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number one, does he like, or I should say, do you like to dress up nicely? Or do you pay close attention to your outfits and brand names? No. Do you like football? Yeah. Before you were born, did you wish you were a girl? Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Before he was born... Did you wish he would be a girl? So this question is, did your parents want you to be a girl? No. I, these questions seem gotten, kind of or, leading to me. I, I don't mean, do I like football? Come on. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, these yeah. are the questions, man. Just right, this will right. tell you definitively if you're gay or not. Right now, it's looking good for you not being gay. Okay. And I, I got to say, Rob, thing. so far, not looking very good for you. <laughs> All right. Have you ever gotten in or participated in a fight? Yes. Um, do you like to read sports magazines? No. Oh, no! You... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> do you uh, have a best friend? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, yeah, you have no. several, probably, I'm guessing. A few yeah. friends that you consider close. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, there's a person in my life who I consider the closest person to me as a friend. Does that count? Well, yeah, that counts. But, you know, it's not like you don't go around, this is my best friend, person that you consider closest to you. Okay, fine. I haven't really had a best friend since the eighth grade, you know. Gotcha. All right. Do you like, oh, they're really big on the sports here. Do you like team sports? Team sports. Sure, yeah. Are you prudish or modest? That's stupid. Prudish or modest? I'm just reading the questions. I didn't write them. Those aren't. Those are completely different things. Like they're not one or the other. You can't be opposite. Those aren't. Op- what this? Who wrote this? They app? put a slash in between them. Are you? Oh, I see. Are you prudish slash modest? I see. Yes. Well, I'm not prudish. I. I. I no. Whatever. No. What do you mean by modest? What does that mean? Does that mean do I walk around with my feathers in my hair like Cheetah Rivera? This isn't for you to question the the questionnaire. It's for about questioning your sexuality. Then no, I'm not prudish modest. <laughs> do you like diva singers? No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Do you spend a long time in the bathroom? Now, that what kind of question is this? Because I spend hours in the bathroom. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. What kind of question is that? Uh, n- no, I don't spend a lot. You mean like cleaning the bathroom or primping myself says, or showering? Do you spend a long time in the bathroom or excreting waste? <laughs> Doesn't specify. I, I'm taking it to no. You're pretty. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm functional quick, in there. Yeah, I'm pretty quick in the bathroom. I'm in and out. I don't wait for my curling iron to heat up. Okay, here's one. Do you have a tongue, nose, or ear piercing? No. Do you spend time getting ready before being seen in public? Let me answer this for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, is that, you know, is the is the earring that indicates that you're gay still applicable? The I don't think it is anymore. I don't know. The whole I don't rut. think so either, because so many guys have opted to do the double. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, no, I don't care what I look like when I walk out the door. Uh-oh. This question is so stupid. Are you divorced? Uh. Well, my parents aren't divorced, no. So. No, no, are you? Right. Oh, you mean am I? Oh, so yeah, but see, you. Th- if this was a questionnaire for the parent asking if their child was divorced, they would be asking the parents, are they divorced? And no, my parents ah, are not divorced. Ah, good point. 
See, I'm Good following. Point. I'm Good point. doing the math in my head. Do you like musical comedies? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Who the hell wrote this questionnaire? Have you introduced? Uh, have you ever? This is the parent then. Um, so has the parent ever been introduced to a girlfriend ever? Has the well? So that's one you can't answer. Has the parent been introduced to a girlfriend? I'm not now. I'm I'm lost in the. If you're asking me. You mean well? It's, it's, I, the, the parent is the one taking it that you just pointed out. The parent's the one taking the survey. Oh, I see. So it, that is to get. say, have I ever brought home a girlfriend for my parents to meet? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, in your family, was the father absent? No. Were you a shy child? Let me answer this one for you. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. And then the last one: Are you close to your father? Uh, well, I know my dad. You mean, do we like hang out and go fishing or, I mean, we're not like buds. We talk once a week. You're not besties, but you know, you're, yeah, you have a relation, you have a good relationship with your father. Yeah. He's, he's never kissed my winky. <laughs> I, I don't think you're gay, Jace. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Are you sure? What do you think, listeners? Write into what you base at gmail.com. Yeah, I think next week we should take that quiz and have you answer those questions, Rob. I think it'd be interesting to see. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? Is that not the stupidest thing? The most generic and just kind of stereotypical sort of questionnaire you could possibly put together to lead parents on a witch hunt. Yeah, exactly. When they're teenagers, all their teenagers want to do is be left alone. And then you got mom and dad futzing with their Android phone, like eyeballing their kid, asking themselves these stupid questions. Yeah, maybe oh, no. he does watch The Wizard of Oz every year. He no. has been to San Francisco. Like, spare me, give me a break. Um, All right. So, an application sta uh, designed to determine whether or not your kid is gay. Is this a? Uh, I'm going to say it's not a because it just seems as prejudicial and short, shallow-minded as anything else that has to do with people's sexuality and, and gayness. We should get Rick Perry to weigh in on this. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, in keeping with the theme of the segment, putting the you in the news, mm -hmm. here's a news story I'm going to read to you, Jace, and then I'm going to ask a question related to the news story. All right, I always like to put the you in news. All right, so the, the title of the story was Doritos to be sprinkled over the creator's grave. So the creator of Doritos is having crushed Doritos, I guess, sprinkled over his grave uh, during the service next week. He died. His name is Arch West of Dallas. He's credited with creating the iconic snack chip after a family trip in San Diego in 1961. So Arch West, may he rest in peace, is going to have his creation, the Dorito chip, sprinkled over his grave. My question to you sir is mm -hmm. what would you like to have sprinkled over your grave uh, don't say a white powder uh what would i like over my dead body <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you want to choose to look at it yeah um geez what would i like sprinkled over my dead body uh i'm gonna say um uh the ashes of my vanquished foes <laughs> oh, that is great. What an answer. Well, my answer was just going to pale in comparison to that. What's your answer? I had none. <laughs> Can I tip my no, hat to think something on it. That's, uh, that I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit, but it never occurred to me until far later for me to realize that I should have known this? What's that? I, I, I'm going to say I was probably in my mid-20s or mid to late 20s before I... And before and I didn't even realize I had to read it somewhere, and I went, "Oh, that the company that the company that makes Doritos, like they they name all their chips that end in O's, like Doritos Ooh. and Fritos and Cheetos. Like it, it it never occurred to me that that's why all those chips are named the same thing. It's by the same company, and they're trying to brand themselves by having something end in O's." 
Ah, do, are they responsible for Cheerios? <laughs> They're not responsible for Cheerios, but they are responsible for Doritos and Fritos and Cheetos. And I think there's another toes out huh. there. What would I like to have sprinkled over my grave? I don't know. Listeners, what would you like to have sprinkled over my grave? <laughs> Maybe a nice balsamic vinaigrette. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter, at yeah. Bob Dubay. <laughs> Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, see, I can't make a smooth transition about that. I was going to say maybe the ashes of your autobiography that you could get at audible.com. Nice. But you can't actually get nice your spot. autobiography at audible.com. I was, I was, maybe better to say is, hey, here's a good Android app for you or an iPhone app for you. Get your audible.com app or visit the website by clicking on what to be, uh, uh, www.audibletrial.com slash WDS. It has been a couple weeks. Audibletrial.com slash WDS to get your free 14-day trial of Audible, which is the premier audiobook download site out there. It's great for you to drive around and listen to audiobooks. You want to know what I'm reading? What are you reading? I'm reading Objection, How High-Priced Defense Attorneys, Celebrity Defendants, and a 24-7 Media Have Hijacked Our Criminal uh, Justice System by Nancy Grace. www.audibletrial.com slash WDS, www.audibletrial.com slash WDS, www.audibletrial.com slash WDS. Go now, thanks. Well, I don't really have much more in the news other than this last little parting shot. So uh, we'll call this another news. I'm in it. Okay. This one, this one here is, is, you know who would love this, is our friends in Vancouver, the S&M Rants folks, Monica and Shane, because this is one of those, uh, I believe they call it fucktard sort of moments. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Burglar caught while making breakfast. <laughs> okay. What so, of- I'll read the story. Okay. Police in St. Louis suburb of University City say a suspect in a string of burglaries was caught after a homeowner reported finding him frying bacon in her kitchen. Jeez. Oh, Kenya Early says she returned home after an errand and found 36-year-old Damon Petty of St. Louis cooking breakfast. Early says the suspect initially tried to keep her out of the house by trying to hold the front door shut. <laughs> and then it goes on and on. <laughs> oh, seriously? Hey, it's hungry. You get hungry burglarizing. Yeah, I guess so. You know, the, I, I was thinking about th- that does, isn't as unusual to me as I would believe it should be as unusual to me because people are just stupid. And I was thinking of this the other day because there's people who stand out in the middle of the street uh, on Beachwood and take their picture in front of the Hollywood sign. Uh huh. You know, they'll hold their hand out flat so it looks like they're balancing the Hollywood sign on their hand or they'll jump up in the air or whatever. And they, they run out into the middle of the street to take their picture. Uh, and traffic is pretty steady, um, which, you know, whatever. They're tourists. It's, a, it's, a, it's an iconic Hollywood, you know, landmark. I, I look at it every day and I say, well, there's the Hollywood sign, you know, and I, I don't begrudge the tourists for enjoying their photo snaps. But I do not understand why after they take the picture they then crowd together and look at the picture on their digital camera still standing in the middle of the street ah my heart does not go out to those people jason in fact i would venture to guess that those same people that gather around in front of the hollywood sign taking pictures and then looking at them in the traffic area are the same people who would be laying flat out on their horn when confronted with them doing that exact uh, situation I just described. But I can just see that person being having that sort of mindset. Oh, I'm here. I'm robbing the place. Oh, there's nobody home. Hey, bacon! You know? Yeah, exactly. My main question about this in other news story is why not just steal the bacon and make it at home? <laughs> Good point. Take the bacon and run. Lesson to you criminals out there. Grab the pot if you need to. Whatever you don't have, take and then get out of the crime scene. All right, yeah, because he's the—he's exactly the type of person. I'm sure he was just lingering, thinking, "Oh well, I, I'm doing it now. Now that I'm already doing it, I might as well stay here. I'm already blocking traffic, so might as well just <laughs> keep standing here." <laughs> the criminal hubris on yeah. full display in in both the Hollywood Hills and in St. Louis. 
All right. Anyway, I've got a lot to talk about with the television programs because we've been nice. on for a couple of weeks here. So we, we uh, have, and we've we've been monitoring closely, as is our job. We are watchdogs, cultural watchdogs. Yeah. So the big show that we are going to tune into this week is we decided to maybe hold off watching Survivor and The Amazing Race. Which have you done that? I, I didn't do. No, I actually I, I watched them and then really liked them, and so now I'm in. All right, well, let's talk about that in a moment. Let's talk about our flagship show, Pan Am. Did you watch the premiere of Pan Am this Sunday? Did I watch it? I not only watched it, I got dressed in full um, flight gear to watch that show. Okay, what did you think of Pan Am? What was your, what was your takeaway? Okay, well, a f- few things. One, I... I it's no Mad Men. Anybody, though, there was a lot of talk surrounding the show that it was trying to tap into whatever mojo Mad Men has. It was very kind of hokey. Um, it's stylized, but it was, it, there was too many elements in the pilot. And the pilot, I don't want to judge the show by the pilot because they throw a lot at you in a pilot. And there was a lot thrown at me watching Pan Am. I was shocked at how little Christina Ritchie was in the actual show. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're biting off way too much with this storyline of one of them being a spy, I guess, trying to, you know, play into the Cold War era. And it, it, I'm not quite sure. It's not edgy, for sure. I was expecting something a bit more edgy, and this is clearly not an edgy. This is more along the lines of a hotel. Remember that show? Yes, yes, with James Brolin. Yes. So those are my initial impressions. I'm curious, though, to hear what you, you have to say, because I'm sure you'll make me think of things. Well, I agree with you that it is no Mad Men, specifically because Mad Men, I actually feel like I'm looking it through a window into that time period. And this looks like, feels like I'm looking at people walking around in sets dressed up in costumes. Yes, exactly. I don't, I don't feel like this is happening in that time period at all. I feel like it's people playing dress up. None of these characters look like the look like anybody that I feel like looked that way in the time. It, it's it's a costume party that's going on here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that it's fluffy and light, but it's 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 so fluffy and light that there's really no substance to it. There's nothing really for me to grasp onto right now as kind of an aha. I can enjoy this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Christina Ricci's character and her boyfriend, they're like trying to change the world because they're boho and they're, you know, what is that what's going on with them? But she's really just a smiling, really competent at her job kind of person who wants to get flown out to Pan Am to be the stewardess. That seemed incongruous to me. Maybe you saw a feel this way, but I feel like her character is the only one that is truly carrying a parachute to get out of this show. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they were like, they asked Christina Ricci to be in the pilot, and she did it thinking it wasn't going to go anywhere. And then they had to do a bunch of reshoots, when, and she was so convinced that the show wasn't going to happen anymore that she actually grew her hair really long, and they shot that scene at the beginning with her bohemian boyfriend to give her oh, character right. some reason to be there. <laughs> Suddenly her hair was cut. Like she must have gotten a really good haircut on that helicopter ride from you know Riverdale to... <laughs> I think it was the cabbie that gave her the haircut. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, other than the uh, the spy character, which had no stakes and wasn't didn't feel dangerous to me at all. The you know, at the end, the the four women are walking down with their hands up and walking down the little runway onto the airplane. And we're supposed to feel like, wow, we really know these women and now we want to go on this journey with them. I don't feel like I'm go. I feel like the journey was done for that mm-hmm. French woman who had an affair and found out that the she she what happened to her she she slept with a guy and found out he was married and then you know yeah was disappointed. and then she gets found out by the wife because the wife always knows yeah and that's it so there there you go that's her so what happens to her next you know what yeah okay does she keep being involved with this man or what happens now who cares and then the girl who like <laughs> left her wedding and decided to become a stewardess and she's not a very good stewardess okay uh yet that's it uh okay yeah i don't know i'm well I'm... look at it this way the 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 
the one that's supposed to be filled with the intrigue is the story uh, line about the woman who gets kind of drafted by the CIA to be a spy. Yeah. And so the test that they gave her to prove her mettle as a, a, a CIA spy is to wait for the guy to open his briefcase so that she could steal his passport and then swap in a different one? Uh-huh. Yeah. What the hell was that all about? Well, she was supposed to give him an expired passport so he would be detained at security when he left because his passport The was... government can't detain people at security? Not in the golden age of airline travel. Not back in 1962 or 63, baby. Wow. Wow. I guess that was the thing they were hoping for is that we were all going to be so mesmerized by what you could do on a plane and how luxurious travel was that we wouldn't notice the gaping holes in storylines or just the basic uninteresting storylines they were trying to trot in front of us. There was no storylines. There was nothing. There was no story to this. It, it's, it feels like a soap opera, but it doesn't feel like a kind of soap opera with bite like Desperate Housewives started off with that sort of evil, sneaky, this, this is, this uh-huh. is going to go crazy. I mean, there was, it was so light and glorifying and, and easy on the eye and easy. It, 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 but it wasn't mindless enough for me to shut my mind off and go, well, I can just, I can enjoy this in sort of a mindless level. It's just, it just kind of was there. I don't know. I don't know if I'm hooked on Pan Am. Even, even the Dudley Do-Right, um, you know, pilot who gets his heart broke by the, remember the whole Casablanca scene with the, he proposes to the woman when they're in like, you know, rescuing political prisoners from the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> Yeah, please. and then she he goes to the apartment. And she's not there, and then they cut to the next scene where it's him and his co-pilot sitting in the pub having a couple of drinks, and he's totally over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah I, I will watch you. it again, they, they, but I don't know if uh, it it didn't have that make it or break it grab me from the get go. It didn't have that. Yeah, didn't have that mojo. So I'll, I'll give it another uh, episode or two, but. Uh, might not be one for us to continue to talk about. I'm going to say, I, I agree. I, I, you know, you you brought up a good point. This is a great transition. Make it or break it. We should uh, note something, which is huge for them, and it's actually kind of huge for us too. So, once you tell the folks at home the good news, I can't help but feel that we had a part in this, Rob. But make it or break it on the bubble. Fear of cancel. So much waiting to find out has been renewed for a Let's third get season. ready to tumble again. That's right. Coming back on the air uh, next season. And if uh, the fates go as well as we believe they're going to be, I'm going to be meeting executive producer creator Holly Sorensen uh, in a couple of weeks out and about in Los Angeles. And we're going to try to infiltrate ourselves even more into the make it or break it world, possibly getting yourself and myself uh, on the show. What would you think of that? I think that is, I I was just assuming that that's where this was going to go. And I'm all for it. I love the show. I've had a case. My stomach's been in the, I had a case of the twisties. All summer long, as I was waiting to find out the fate of the show. Although I am hearing rumblings that Chelsea Hobbs may not be coming back. Yeah, that seems to be what uh, Chelsea herself is saying, uh, which would be unfortunate. But you know, she's she has been written out of the show as as far as we know. So, uh, but I think that it it gives them it gives them really something to go for, and I hope it'll give make it or break it something that they can really focus on and be on track. It would great to, it would be great to see Emily back there, but I think where. Like we've talked about, I think where last season kind of wobbled and lost its way was this unexpected pregnancy of Chelsea Hobbs that mm-hmm. they had to suddenly shift and figure out how to deal with and then get rid of all those characters involved in Emily's storyline. So yeah, yeah. if they focus on Kelly Parker and, and make them the four and bring it back to the glory of the first two seasons, I feel like it, it might be great. But uh, great again. I love Emily and I love uh, uh, Chelsea Hobbs and I would love to see her back on the show. Um, but I just love the fact that it's going to be back on the air and that we're yeah. going to be insiders in the uh, in the creation uh, from from day one, as it were. Yeah, I'm 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 thrilled. ABC Family, make it or break it. I'm I'm guessing 
there, you know better than I how this works. So they were waiting to see if it gets picked up. It gets picked up. Now they have to shoot the episodes, right? So we're looking at maybe a premiere sometime next spring. Is that how it would work? Probably. They, as, from what I'm following from uh, Holly Sorensen, just looking at her Twitter feed, is that she just walked back into the writer's room last week. That was her first time back into the writer's room. So it's not that they need to shoot the episodes. They need to write all the episodes or at the very least come up with the story arc for the whole season, bang out wow. a few ideas of where they want to go and how they want to make the whole arc of the season happen and how they want the stories to happen. They'll, they'll sketch out an outline for what they want the whole season to be. And then they'll start with writing the first couple of episodes then they can start shooting um so yeah i i would i'm if if all goes the way it's supposed to go i think they're going to try to time it so that it happens right around the olympics you know Ooh, that'd be really a great tie-in and exciting and i love the show you know who's become kind of a big star in the interim is uh cassie is it serbo sure Cassie, Cassie's been uh, elusive, to say the least, with, with the men of Duvet. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, I think she is kind of riding that celebrity, and she has become a, a, bigger, a bigger name out there, um, thanks to the show. But, you know, we, we just love the show, and we love Holly, and we love uh, Chelsea, and we're gr- externally grateful for Josie for showing up on the show. And now we can probably get a couple more of the stars on the show and we can be get some insider tips leaked to us uh, as the show progresses so we can have insider information and i'm i, that's, I swear that's exciting I'm, i i'm gonna do everything i can to uh get a cameo by the folks of what duvet said at least in one episode of the upcoming season i love so. it it's exciting i want to also congratulate uh, congratulate congratulate marb 24 and it's Weijin. yeah yeah, huge, huge fans of Make It or Break It. Um, yes. Uh, anyway, moving on. Congratulations, Make It or Break It. We'll have a lot more to talk yes. about as that progresses. We're running short on time here, Rob, but you did mention that you have watched both The Amazing Race and Survivor. So quickly, with no music, tell me what you think of the season so far. Uh, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm liking both. Uh, Amazing Race... It, it, Still waiting to kind of get to know the, the the couples a bit better that are playing the game, but there's a few that I'm rooting for. Uh, I like the football player and his wife. Um, uh, the, the, the couple others, but you know what? Survivor is the one that's really got me hooked, and it all centers around Lil Russell Hans's nephew, yeah. Lil Hans. Yeah, Lil Hans. He has a struggle going on inside of him, boy. The devil's got one of his balls and Jesus has got the other. Yeah, he's uh he is what's making it worthwhile to watch. I will say that uh I'll go backwards. Survivor, I was ready to not watch Survivor this season. Um and I came in saying prove it to me. Prove to me this season Survivor that I I should invest the time to watch you. And the first episode was Gangbusters. I mean, this was there was yeah. a great first episode which I was not prepared for it to be. And then last week was another great episode which I was like, "Whoa, this I I'm I'm I like this. This I'm I'm excited about Survivor." And last night's episode, I feel like the bait and switch happened and now I'm I'm on the fence. Last night's episode made me huh. go, oh no. oh, no. While it, he is really interesting, the Little Hands character is extremely interesting. If he wasn't there, take him out of the equation. That uh-huh. whole episode was Dullsville. The challenge was pretty good, but it was it was so predictable with the old gay guy getting kicked out at the end and voted out. As much as they tried to smoke and mirror and make it look like something else was happening... Uh, uh-huh. that that whole episode was pretty much uh, survivor as usual. And if it continues that way, if it continues that way, especially after he gets kicked out, um, then I, I'm, I'm going to give up on it. Okay, okay. I think it's a fair point. I think uh, having Lil Hans in the mix makes it interesting. I, I, I find his struggle and his need to get rid of her name is Michaela, the the lingerie football model slash player. Yes. Yeah, but no reason in hell to get rid of her. She's you know just as good as having a, a really strong man in your tribe. You know, athletic wise, and you know, and all of that internal dialogue is him 
I mean, my I was talking with my wife about this. I'm like, if I was going on and on about how I had to get rid of this girl because, you know, my love of Jesus and she's tempting me, I would be like, what's your deal, dude? Yeah. Yeah. All of his all of his talking about being a good Christian and he can't have that woman there because he's a good Christian is is saying, I am not a good Christian and I am tempted yeah. by this woman and I will throw her down and, and make her mine. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they got to have security on poor Michaela at all times, I'm thinking, because this guy is really, really white knuckling it. Yeah. Yeah. It, but I also wonder how much of that we're not seeing like is she doing things that we're not seeing because i don't see much of her on the show and he says a lot about how other people are noticing it and she's doing things to other people and it might be that we're he's 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 made to look crazy i mean he's he's doing a pretty good job of making himself look crazy all yeah. by himself but to get that worked up and to call a meeting and say he's over the drama and look at what she's doing makes me feel like that, that he, he i don't know I don't know. Maybe he's I think he may nuts. be that crazy. I think he really may be that crazy. Okay. As crazy as Zemhar so. is doing her uh, poetry. Oh, my God. That I don't care how hot you are. That is a deal breaker for me. Somebody yeah. that does that spoken word business, and it all sounds the same to me. We could do that, Jason. Yeah, we could. Jason, and host of my life on the What Do They Show every night. Telling it like it is, preaching to the choir because that's your biz. I mean, it's like terrible. Right. And, you know, she's so transparent that the reason she does that all the time is she's trying to be discovered on television for her poetry. Yeah. There's no reason for her to stop and do that poem before the challenge other than to get no. her poetry out there so that people hear her and realize what a beat she is. Yeah. Wow. Good. Good luck with that one there, some Sam Har, yeah, Sam Har. And as far as the Amazing Race goes, I'm I'm also still sort of up in the air on the Amazing Race. It was solid. It was a good beginning. It uh, had that excitement where the girl dropped her passport at the gas station, and then there was the whole yeah. people tweeting and saying, "I just saw the Amazing Race," and go to the airport, and that was that was pretty good stuff. But again. Uh, it seemed a bit predictable. The old couple was the last couple there. Uh, and, um, you know, the challenges were okay, not really exciting, just kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, I like it, and I like it because of the familiarity of it, but I feel like if I didn't watch next week and I and I let it go, that I wouldn't miss it. Um, it's just you may be nice right. Yeah, I don't think I have anything competing for my attention on Sunday night, so... It'll probably survive for me, all puns intended. But I think a lot of it has to do with the charisma of Phil. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just find him very charismatic. When I saw Phil, the host of the show, I all of a sudden smiled and was like, yeah, the Amazing Race is back on. Yeah, eh, that's true. I, I don't know. I, I find Phil and Jeff very great at what they do. Yeah, I, I agree. They are great at what they do. And I and I especially enjoy watching Jeff Probst, host of Survivor, the way he is surprised and interested and, and genuinely uh, intrigued by the characters in, in the show and what they have to say and yeah. how he doesn't let that that stuff happen. And I do like Phil, but the, the Amazing Race, what I like about The Amazing Race is that it does feel like something that I can just sort of watch and have on and, and shut my mind off and check my email while I'm doing it and, and, and yeah, see what's happening. Totally. I'm, I think I maybe I need to back off a, a bit. Maybe I need to give the Amazing Race some space. Maybe we need to be on it. May, have we have we officially abandoned our quest to be on the Amazing Race? Because maybe what we need to do is just be on it. I think we we have the opportunity. We drop the ball. I think uh, listeners write in. Tell us, do you want us to be on the Amazing Race? Okay, good enough. What do they say to gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Hey, uh, let's pull the plug on this, Rob. I got to take my dog to get a flea bath. Ah, okay. Well, that's necessary. Uh, weekend, you. What do you have? Me, Weekend, have a show with the uh, uh, band that I play with at the Eagle Rock Music Festival, 6 o'clock. Ah, that's the big show, the, the big show. Yeah, big show, big show. So rehearsal uh, Friday night for the big show, big show on Saturday. My daughter will be joining us. She'll be singing backups, which is kind of cool. Exciting, very exciting. Yeah, it's a it's a the Eagle Rock Music Festival is good fun. There's there's passerby and there's people, uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot of people and they, we get a good crowd and it's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm looking forward. Hey, to it. Hey, while you're there, go check out Flying Lotus. I think he's at the electronic stage. 
Okay, and we'll see what I can do. We go on at six, yeah. so depending on what time he goes on. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll that. look for that because there's a lot of great uh, music in addition to uh, the kids' stage. There's, it, there's all kinds of different genres. Uh, it, it's become quite the quite the festival. I'm reading about. Yeah, yeah, it's quite the to do. So we're doing that, and then uh, Sunday night, I'm going. The theater company that I'm involved with is doing some readings for plays for an Alaska uh, Alaska theater festival and they they need people to nice. bodies and read parts so i'm gonna go do that you sound thrilled what's going on with your weekend rob um i first i want to get a quick uh couple plugs in there is a new what do they said about music podcast up on mevio.com it's a what's it what what do they said dot com dot mevio.com yeah. Sure, I'm butchering that. <laughs> Go to the blog, www.whatdoveysaid.com, and you will see the link to the latest What Do They Said About Music, issue 35. I just came back from Austin for the Austin City Limits Music Festival. I tell you all about it. I interviewed Cowboy and Indian. Uh, actually, I interviewed Daniel James of Cowboy and Indian and Leopold and his fiction. Great interview, great music as always. Um, I also have a couple new pieces up on the blog. A gr- uh, this is the big weekend for me. It's Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, a three-day festival in San Francisco. I will be going all three days. It starts on Friday. I'm going to see Robert Plant play with his band of joy. Ah, Robert Planet. Yeah, for free. And uh, all this great music, one of which is a guy by L.A., Los Angelino. He actually lives in Laurel Canyon, which can't be too far from you. Well, no, it's not too far from me. Yeah, his name's Jonathan Wilson. Jason, look for this guy. Or just better yet, go to the blog and read the piece I wrote. Excellent. It is great music. He's kind of folky in that Tim Buckley meets uh, early Pink Floyd. And uh, there's a really strong Paul McCartney thing, particularly in the bass lines. You as a bass player will appreciate that. Yes. And it's a, I, I got late discovered on him late, and now I'm really big on him. So I'm going to go catch him play. His set's at 11 a.m. on Friday morning. I will be there with bells on. So that's Jonathan Wilson. I'm going to see music all weekend long. Awesome. Much like I did all week long when I was in Texas. So nothing has changed, just the uh, the uh, latitude and longitude. Right. Excellent. Well, maybe not the latitude, but the longitude for sure. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Well, great. That sounds exciting. It's good to be back in the saddle. Happy to hear from you again, Rob. Oh, love you. I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too. It's been a couple of weeks, but I wish I could have covered you in barbecue sauce and chased you down with a Lone Star. On that note, I would like everyone else (laughs) to do whatever it is they have to do. Thanks for joining us for another exciting episode of The Tank, and we will see you all next week. Jem listener. Can you tell me what the day said? Did you hear what the day said? Can you hear what the day said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.